0: what leaders think they should be doing, and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want.
1: Welcome back to our podcast No More Leadership BS. This is Myra Hall with um, Waypoint Coaching Group and today we have Mr. Jeff Geyer, the proprietor of Phoenix Coaching. He's going to bring us to the subject of mindset, specifically a winning mindset. And do you have it? And if you have it, what's that look like? Mr. Jeff?
2: Oh, th- thanks, Myra. Yeah. I, I, I believe I'm one of those people that, that believes that mindset is, is almost everything. Those are over generalizations. And when I say never or always or everything to people like my wife, she'll look at me and go, Oh, really? Always. Right. So, so it's not always mindset isn't everything, but boy, it's a big piece. And, and according to, uh, author and leadership guru, uh, Steve Marabelli, uh, once your mindset changes around a certain uh, issue or situation, everything on the outside will change along with it. So it's almost that, not almost, it is. The way you view something is going to impact that thing, whatever it is, both in a positive and negative thing. And so I, I kind of believe, I do believe that there's basically... Two types of mindsets. One is that a mindset that's fixed, that people kind of believe that their their qualities or their situation or the current um, challenge they're having are fixed, and that they can't change. And the example I would use that remember a number of months ago that big ship called the Ever Given got blown by the wind and got sideways in the Suez Canal, locked the canal. And as soon as that happens, oh my goodness, this is one of the largest, you know, container ships in the, in the world. In fact, I think it's almost as long as this Empire State Building is tall. I mean, this is a big ship. Wow. And, uh, that's big. Yeah. It's It's really big. Like I don't remember 18,000 containers or something it can carry. So it's a big ship and it's blocking the Suez Canal and, and everybody, everybody there, I'm there. I'm generalization again. Not everybody. The general mindset was, well, this ship's going to block this canal for months and months. How are we going to refloat it? All that blah, blah, blah. Well, the people that knew had a different mindset. Yes, we can get to work and, and refloat this ship. In fact, it didn't take weeks or months to do it. It took them six days to do it. And that's all about a mindset. And again, like Maraboli says, once your mindset changes. So if the guys that were tasked with refloating that ship Ever given would have thought, boy, this is, this is going to be an impossible thing and it's going to take us months and months and months to do it. Do you think they could have done it in six days? And of course the answer is no. They believed they could do it and they just got about doing it. So they didn't have a fixed mindset. They had the second type of mindset, which is kind of the growth mindset that people understand that they're. Their underlying belief that the things they have, their intelligence and their skills and the the tools and the experience and all that can grow over time and experience. And even though their situation in front of them, like this ship, there's never been a ship sideways in the Suez Canal. So they'd never experienced that before, but they had the intelligence and the tools and and the, the right mindset that we'll get to work and free this ship. And so... The kind of the, the, process that, that people go through and you apply this to, to leaders, whether they're, you know, entrepreneurs or, or C-suite people in bigger companies or you're a supervisor with direct reports on the front line. You have to understand that the importance of your mindset affects everything in your daily life. So what you believe impacts the decisions we make and the decisions we make impact the actions that we take. Back to Conroy's favorite story, there's two frogs on a log. One of them decides to jump off. How many frogs are left on the log? And the answer is two because the one just decided to jump off. So our decisions have to be followed up with actions. And then, of course, the actions end up getting us the results that we have. So setting your mind right, getting that belief part right, starts to drive everything and ends up, With the results in the case of that ship, they floated it in six days. And before I ask you to to dive in here, I'll give another quote. It's one of my favorite uh, quotes from Nick Saban, the Alabama football coach back in the day. He believes the whole, this, this success thing and this whole mindset thing is a process and that you have to have a plan. So here's his quote that there is no continuum for success. Focus on the process not the results. And so the process, it starts with setting your mind, getting your mindset right, getting the belief right to drive your decisions and your actions and results. So focus on the process and your progress along that continuum Mm -hmm. um, and not the results. So the the question I had for for you all this morning, let's talk about some stories you have about how mindset in business, this is a no motor leadership BS, so don't give me any BS. But give me some, some stories or some nuggets that can help people get their mindset uh, so that they can attain the results that they're looking for in their business and in their lives.
0: Myra, how much time do we have left after all that? I know, right? <laughs>
1: uh, we have 10 minutes. <laughs> it's
3: a 30-minute show! Go, 20, 20 <laughs> minutes, bro. 20, 20 to 20. Go. go, stop talking and go. I've got one example where, uh, there was a, a <clears throat> policy change that was coming and this policy change, it you know, wasn't going to change the whole world or anything, but it's definitely important to us. And uh, we sat around and rub our hands over it and, you know, sweat the flop sweat. The, oh my gosh, we're we going to do this. is so hard. And uh, through all the debate and conversation, I had a point of view. And then after who knows how much time or days, or whatever elapsed, I changed my life completely. And I said it. So I just flipped because I was looking at this problem from how to fix it. Me. But this is not that important about me. It's about how it affects yeah. our people. So it affects them. This is where I need to be instead. So I changed my point of view completely, and it helped to put that kind of clarity on the situation. And because it was looking at the organization overall, changed mindset. How's it going to affect my day day? How's it going to affect our day today? It was much easier making decisions from that point
0: forward and, and move forward. For it. Yeah, and, and, and mindsets to me, mindsets really important because your mind and mr mclaughlin can elaborate on this more but your mind naturally goes to the negative and you have to fight to get state of the positive and that's scientific i mean that's real and i i find myself sometimes like oh god the glass is half empty i don't want to be the booger in the punch bowl type guy i have to really work at looking at the glass is half full um And when you become a leader, if you're going to come in with a glass half empty, you're going to affect your team and your team's going to take on the glass half empty mentality. So you have to fight those negative urges, if you will. And I know uh, Jeff and I have talked about McLaughlin. Jeff McLaughlin and I have talked about that in the past. Your mind naturally goes negative. So you got to really fight to be positive. Yeah. Well,
4: it's interesting. A team I'm working with right now is going through some systemic changes for their entire organization. And the team that I'm specifically working with is they're really, I don't wanna say they're in fixed mindset, but they're used to doing things in the way that they've done them. And all of a sudden the process is changing and they don't have clarity on what their role is anymore. And so it takes that growth mindset of what is our, instead of going, oh no, we're done, or this is like catastrophizing and going to the negative place, there we're really working on, great, what is your role? What is your new role going to be? How are you going to continue to serve the people that you serve in your organization to the best of your abilities? What does that look like? And as long as we can pull them out of the, well, this is just not the way they start to go negative. This is just the way we've always done it. And it's just kind of a magic show. We're supposed to do these things. Say, great. Well, if it's a magic show, how do you keep creating magic? Yeah. You know, how do you keep going? Like that's your mindset. That's your, well, we can do this. You might not have clarity on it and you're going to make mistakes. Believe it, that you're going to screw things up because they're trying brand new things that have never been done before. And your job is partially to determine whether or not those things are successful. And so maybe that's your role. How do you do that? How do you? And so it's really True. interesting to see it. it. Yeah. you have to, Basically, I'm the cheerleader for the team saying, you guys can do this. Come on. You got this. But they're looking at it as a, instead of a like little micro changes to their organization, they're saying, you know what? We're going to amputate an arm. We have to decide which arm to amputate. And then we're going to yeah. put on a bionic arm and make it work even better. And I said, does your team know that? Do they know what's happening? Which arm is getting cut off? We don't know that yet. We have yeah. clarity. So. Yeah. But it's easy to go to that negative mindset where if it's different than what we're used to, different is scary to a lot of people. And if it's different, then it must be bad. And that's not necessarily true. I can't remember. I think it was Les Brown said, if all it took was thinking, everybody would have six pack abs and a million dollars in the bank. It's not that. It's the people that actually do. The thought process starts the action process. And as soon as you have action, you get results, which can then inform your new thought process. But it depends on how you look at at it. Exactly. No, so, exactly. Yes, it's, yes, it's it's like exactly. I, I agree with that totally. And I, I even
2: because I like to be more positive than not. Instead of saying you have a negative mindset, I, I'm always looking at describing those things that are negative as limiting beliefs. Yep. they are beliefs that I have about myself or circumstances or people around me or what have you that that actually limit what is possible. It's nice start to recognize those limiting beliefs. And I think that's actually the first step to to changing your mindset is recognizing the, the negative mindset or the limiting beliefs, those thoughts or the words that we say or the actions we do, that kind of stuff. And then grab a hold of those once I've recognized them and redirect them into something more positive. Mm-hmm.
3: So that kind of thread, uh, one of my favorite movies is Apollo 13 particularly the scene where they've got to uh, figure out how to get the the filter, the square filter to fit into a round hole, for example. Mm-hmm. And that's in the movie. I don't care if it happened or not. It's awesome. Awesome scene. But the engineers, they didn't stand around for three hours and go, oh, this sucks. This will never work. We don't have enough money. We don't have stuff. They said, these are your tools. This is how it has to work. We have to get that. And so instead of whining about it or trying to throw money at the problem, they just said, fine, let's make this thing work. So that's very much a growth mindset. In the sense that they're not going to be limited by their tools, by their time, or anything. They're just going to get the top done. And not everything is in that kind of circumstance or that kind of uh, high pressure. But looking at what can we do, what are our options? Not let's not worry about what we can't do because we can't. So, what's to our disposal? How do we move forward with that uh, point of view? You just that,
1: said that? my very perf- my very favorite well, line. Uh-huh. What can you do? Because i uh, since you're listening to you guys, how does somebody go about getting a good mindset? How do you know you have a bad one? Uh, no, no, that's not it. Now I can see that they can't. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the listeners can't see what's happening, but I'm sure it has to do something legalization of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: don't, don't cool. It only changes your mindset on a lot.
0: of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but seriously,
0: just a people- suggestion.
1: If people don't go around choosing, I'm going to have a bad mindset this morning. Right? They they can honestly believe that their mindset is what it should be. Mm-hmm. So I heard that from a mentor, and I'll never forget it. Is when you get in a corner, things look bleak, and you don't see a way out. Say to yourself, "What can I do?" It opens mm-hmm. up all kinds of possibilities.
0: Right. But but it's but, sure. go ahead.
1: You start to see things that you may not be able to move the, the chip out of the canal, but can you get one thing out of its way? Can, can you, it's a can-do attitude, rather I can't do attitude.
0: Yeah, eating the elephant one bite at a time. Um, <laughs> but your positive mental attitude is at work. It also encompasses what's going on in your personal life. I have worked with numerous people who said, oh, I don't bring my personal life to work. That's a bunch of bullcrap. <laughs> you, you, you have but a you choice, do. but you do. do. And that influences your attitude at work. And that influ- influences your you, how much work you're doing. If you have a happy life or a content life, it, it makes the positive mental attitude easier. But, those, but you're right. You got to have that end game in mind. What am I going to do to change this? But what am I going to do to change this? My checking account's in the red. My wife left me. My kids hate me. You're a country song. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about work, and when I've got all this other stuff going on, being from Eastern Oregon, well, there's a lot of stuff going on there, man. So,
2: I don't know, that's, that's totally true, Jeff. I mean, we don't have a work life and a home life. We have a life. You have life. And that's exactly what you're talking about. We have yeah. to learn how to overcome those limiting beliefs. We have to learn how to recognize them. And one of the ways to do that is is find a, a person that you like and trust that in your case if your you know wife left and the kids left and the dog left it might be hard for you to find you know somebody that you know like and trust but I, I so you've uh, you, you us right and and everybody else has us too all they have to do is email us right at ask reach out bs.com yeah that's right there you go uh, uh, and I cu right but uh, uh, you know? uh, uh,
0: uh, find the podcast comes out on Wednesdays
2: <laughs> days, it's hard to say when it comes. But you, you have to find these people that will help you with, um, to see those blind spots or, or to say, look, I, I want to change my situation and I know I have to change my beliefs so that I can make different decisions so that I can do different actions. And so find somebody that that will tell you, hey, what you just said about a given situation, that's a negative mindset. Look, what, what can we do to
0: change it? And that's what, sorry, I don't mean to be jumping in here all the time, but I'm gonna. I am a huge believer in mentors. I know the five of us are coaches and and business coaches and life coaches, things like that. I I believe in that. But I think on a personal level, I'm a big believer in mentors. And I don't believe in just one mentor. I don't think you can have one mentor encompass all parts of your life. I have multiple mentors. I have business mentors, personal mentors, religious mentors, finance mentors, different in your life to help me get into that positive mindset. If I've got a problem with, well, everybody has, finances, I'll, I'll call my finance mentor and say, hey, can we have coffee? And we'll sit down and, and he just pumps me up. He's like, no, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And you should look at doing this and this, we have this available and you gotta be looking at this. And then you walk out of there and, and you're ready to jump the Empire State Building. Uh, but I think mentors, and I also believe that's where the business and life coaches come in very handy too. But for me, mentors are more personal. One of my mentors I've known for 25 years. And uh, that just helps me keep in a mindset that is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And just for the record, my my wife has not left me. My kids do not hate me. (laughs) What about the dog? The dog loves
3: me. He carries bacon everywhere he goes.
2: Yeah, let, so the, the next step, don't forget about that, that whether you using mentors at, at, at coaches and there are um, differences, we as coaches, even during coaching sessions, trade hats between mentorship and coaching. But what once you've recognized that limiting belief or that negative mindset, the next step is to redirect it, to change it, to to change that limiting belief or that negative yeah. mindset into something that's winning or that does talk about what is possible.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. You got to realize it takes small change. small. It's got to be, you
0: can't, you can't
4: do, uh, it's not an overnight quantum leap kind of a thing. It does not work that way. No. I mean, I, I was a smoker in college and it took me 10 years to quit Mm -hmm. and I had to slowly change every single habit. I couldn't go to bars anymore. I had to change my friends that I hung around because if I hang around my friends and smoked, I would smoke. And so, the, you have to change incrementally to create that positive change at the, that you want. You have to have clarity and vision on that moment. Like, this is what I really want. Yep. And then you have to take the smallest, tiniest little step. You already said it, Jeff Conrad. That how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yep. How do you dig a, an 1800-foot ship out of a Suez Canal? One scoop at a time. That's it. You, and that action, one scoop, one yep. scoop one scoop and you just slowly start taking bites. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, look at that. I just finished the leg. This is great. Cool. Keep going. But you have to have those people around you that support you, that keep your mindset in like the, are you still going for your goal? Does that help you reach what you're trying to do? If it doesn't, then why are you doing it? Yep. And you got to have somebody that's willing to call you out on your BS. Because if they don't, you're just going to get back in your cycle of, well, this doesn't really work.
0: Yeah. Don't surround yourself with yes men.
4: Yeah, no, you have to you have to have somebody to tell you to pull your head out of your ass. Come on, seriously.
0: <laughs> so you have met my wife?
4: <laughs> I, I've got I've got one as well. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: this BS this new BS leadership group, no well, more leadership BS group. I mean, it is a good place to go to to buy the no BS this. I mean, it's straight in your face. So me so okay. say, you have to do this, you have to do that, and if you don't know how to do it this it, it, this is not a sales pitch. All five of us, to a large extent, are on this planet to help people. That's what we want to do. That's our passionate thing to to do, and, and we do it every day. And so, if you say, "Yes, I, I I now recognize because of what you what you guys have talked about that I have a negative mindset, and I need help changing that," all you have to do is send an email to ask us at leadershipbs.co and say,
4: "Help me," and we will help you. That was beautiful. Yep, that's true. That is true. That sounds like an excellent wrap-up right there. That's definitely- uh, an
1: like, excellent wrap-up. And thank you so much, Jeff. That is a huge subject. It's another one that we could go on for several episodes and probably will as we take it apart. Uh, beliefs in general. Our, our, my passion is learning to change your beliefs and how the neuroscience works and all that. So with that being said, this wraps up this issue of No More Leadership BS. Again, if you would like to reach out for help, just send us an email. There's a link in the in the notes or you can just ask us at LeadershipBS.co. With that, we will talk to you next week.
4: Bye, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at leadershipbs.co. That's leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.